0: I am here on this beautiful fall day to talk a little about about the voices or self-judgment, the way that we talk to ourselves. Uh, Donna Folds wrote a beautiful poem, and it's called Self-Observation Without Judgment, and I'm going to read it to you. She says, Release the harsh, pointed inner voice. It's just a throwback to the past and holds no truth about this moment let go of self-judgment the old learned ways of beating yourself up for each imagined inadequacy allow the dialogue within the mind to grow friendlier and quiet shift out of inner criticism and life suddenly looks very different i can say this only because i make the choice 100 times a day to release the voice that refuses to acknowledge the real me What's needed here isn't more prodding towards perfection, but intimacy. Seeing clearly and embracing what I see. Love, not judgment, sows the seeds of tranquility and change. So what's she saying here? We all are very attached to the inner critic that goes on and on. So let's talk a little bit about the inner critic, that voice in your head, that likes to beat you up. That voice that likes to keep you small, keeps you safe, that tells you that you're not good enough and how dare you strive to be anything more than a small version of yourself because staying small is the safest thing. And I've talked before about how your brain and your ego will fight to keep you small, to keep you quiet, and we buy into that. We think, who am I to do these things? We listen to that little sharp inner critic, the one that judges us, the one that beats, beats ourselves up, the one that pulls up every imagined inadequacy. And if you sit down and you think about all the things that you can find that you don't like about yourself, I mean, that, it, that list would be really easy to write. But I'm going to give you a, a different assignment And this might get a little uncomfortable, but getting uncomfortable is pretty much the only way out of your comfort zone and to making any sort of change in the way you think. And changing the way you think is the only way to change the way you are. So what I want you to do is to think about your best self. So this is where you would get a journal or a piece of paper or start writing something down. Don't do it on your phone. Don't text it. The actual act of writing has a way to make something more concrete and more effective and you'll get more things out. So what I want you to do is write down all your traits, the best ones. I know it's going to be, it would be very easy to write down all the things you don't like about yourself. I want you only to write down all the best traits or characteristics of yourself that feel really authentic to you. So, make them all positive attributes. Okay, so you've got that list. You know, you can pause the podcast. You can come back to it. You can make this as a to do. So, once you have that list, refer back to it and then create something called your best self. And make it like an avatar or a, a superhero when you have those images of one person on your shoulder telling you good things and one person on your shoulder telling you bad things. This is the one that's telling you good things. So write a real full description of your best self and make it a person, an animal. Write a full description of your best self. Give it all the qualities, all the qualities that you value about yourself and then make it a really clear mental picture of this best self character because what we're going to do is after you have created this best self version or you know this is your higher self as well then I want you after you have this this image together to really sit down and be grateful for the wisdom that you've now realized that you have within you and expressing gratitude really is the key to unlock anything And this is the best way to connect with your higher self, with your best self. So to make that connection, I guess we're going to write some more. Think of 10 things that you are grateful for and write them down. And nothing is too insignificant on that list. It can be socks, warm, comfortable socks. It can be the color of leaves or the color of the sky. It can be the fact that you woke up today. Anything. Anything. 10 things that you are grateful for. And once you get into this habit of gratitude, of noticing the things that you are grateful for and saying thank you, this starts to change your perspective of the world and the perspective of your life. So now you've connected or you've created your higher self. What are you going to do with that? And here's here's the question. So when you come up against a situation or you come up, against a particularly brutal round of self-talk that has knocked you to the dirt, has made you feel awful. And most often, this self-talk will come from ourselves, but it can come from other people. You can log on to social media. Someone could have said something catty, or somebody could be doing something that you look at and make about you, which is another ego trip. And in recovery circles, we call that judging your insides by somebody else's outsides so someone posts something on social media that makes their life look fabulous and together and it's a snapshot it's an external picture probably has a couple of filters attached to it or you know might have involved five or six failed posts so this one looks the best we take a look at that external snapshot in another person's life and then we weigh that against the internal dialogue that goes on inside us. And this is the self-judgment, the old learned ways of beating yourself up for each imagined inadequacy. So here we are looking inside ourselves, finding all these inadequacies and then comparing them to what somebody else has posted on social media. And if you look at you know, what you yourself post on social media, Are you posting the time when you're feeling absolute worst, when your hair is the ugliest ever, or you've got spinach between your teeth? I mean, that's not the stuff we post. We post the the stuff that makes it look like our life is just fabulous and fancy, and I I do this myself. You look at my personal Instagram feed, and you would think all I did was drink coffee, uh, hang out with pets, and... Eat food in restaurants, which is such a tiny fraction of my life, it's not even funny. So when you catch yourself doing that, when you catch you know yourself judging your insides, your inner critic, you know, it, it gets talking and you're comparing it to what we are perceiving about somebody else's life. Step back, take a moment, come back to that best self, that, that avatar that you created. And this is the little angel talking on your one shoulder. And view the situation from that point of view. Another way to think about or connect to this highest version of yourself is to think about a time, to think about a set of circumstances or a place that you really felt fabulous, where you felt great. And we know when we're in that spot or we're in a positive place in our life, then the, the minutiae, the little. The details, the irritating things other people do just kind of bounce off us. And when we're feeling terrible, the opposite happens. The little irritating things just land on that last nerve and we get really we get really irritated by them or we get really upset by them. So when you're connecting with your best self, the highest version of yourself, which is within all of us, when you connect with that and look at situations in your day look at relationships in your life from that point of view you are better equipped to make better decisions. You know, we talk about uh, a friend of mine has a, uh, a plaque in her kitchen and it says you know I'm sorry for the things I said when I was hungry And we get like this. we get hungry we get tired we get cranky we don't get enough sleep and then we have a very difficult time coping with the irritations, in our life you know ultimately the only person you can control is yourself and as much as you can try to show up as your best self and that doesn't mean you're going to be able to do that and in her poem she says I can say this only because I make the choice a hundred times a day to release the voice that refuses to acknowledge the real me so to pull your best self up you might have to acknowledge the negative self-talk, which means you'll need to be mindful. You'll need to notice it. Acknowledge it. Let it go. And if you have to do that a 100 times a day, a 100 times a minute, do it that many times. This is how you change your thinking. You don't just wake up one day and decide that you're going to think differently, that your life is going to be different. It happens hundred times an hour it happens once a breath you make a decision on what you're going to put your focus on so when you show up as your best self when you show up for your relationships as your best self always come back to what are your core values what were those qualities that you wrote down those positive qualities that you embodied So when we are aware of what our best self is, you can start connecting with people whose values, whose core beliefs uplift you, who match with yours. And I've talked previously about we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. But really think about when you're in a relationship with somebody or even just in a conversation with somebody, how well do they Reflect, uplift, and support the things that are most important in your life. The things that are most important to you. Your values. The things that you consider important. Because ultimately it comes down to self-love. How we love and respect ourselves. And love and respect ourselves enough to set healthy boundaries. To take care of ourselves. And one of my favorite lines in this poem is, what's needed here isn't more prodding towards perfection. And honestly, that could be the title of a memoir for me, prodding towards perfection, because I have used perfection in my life to make myself more miserable than I thought possible. And perfection is a great excuse not to get something done. I can't do this because... It's not going to be perfect or I can't move on from this spot because I haven't managed to perfect this area of my life. And perfection thus becomes something that is unattainable and is a reason that we keep ourselves stuck. And the reason why we keep ourselves still. So instead of prodding towards perfection, which is just a way to beat yourself up. She goes on to talk about what is needed is actual intimacy seeing clearly and embracing what I see. And this comes back to creating your best self because our ego will grab us and tell us all the things that are wrong. So when you go through this exercise where you create your best self, when you get in touch with that highest version of yourself, you, without the garbage and the layers of guilt and shame and all the stuff that we pile on ourselves. But when we get a clear idea of who our best self is, and that is something that is authentic to us, it is something that does not look like somebody else on social media. It is, it's is—it's not us trying to be what we think we should be. And should is one of those words that we can really beat ourselves up with. And I've mentioned it before. Don't should yourself. Your best self is what it is. It's a connection of you to your higher self. So when you come back to remembering you as your best self, when you have that clear image of you without this ego self-defeating talk, without the prodding towards perfection, without all the baggage and shame, and when we have to make a decision or we have to decide how we're going to view a situation or a person or a relationship, Decide to look at it through the lens of how the best version of ourself would see it. And then act from that place, not from a place of scarcity or shame or the ego giving us a hard time. Act from the place of our very best self. So she continues with We need intimacy, seeing clearly, embracing what I see. And imagine that seeing things clearly, not through layers of past traumas, not through layers of interpretation of different masks that we put on people, that people put on themselves, of society's opinions of this or that, but just actually seeing what is. And then she finishes with love, not judgment, sows the seeds of tranquility and change. So today, write down those characteristics of your best self. Connect to that part of yourself. And even if you're thinking, I've just got nothing positive about myself. Think again. Write down one thing. Write down the next thing. And just keep at it. And if you put your pen to the page and say, I'm not going to stop writing for 10 minutes. I'm just going to keep my pen on the page, even if I have to write the words, blah, blah, blah. I can't think of anything to say, but keep writing. And and from that flow will come something from a little deeper inside yourself. As you write, you'll get to a place that is deeper within yourself. And from that place, there is a deeper, more compassionate wisdom Connect with that and then reconnect with it every time you lose it during the day. So today, sit down, figure out who this best version of yourself is. Make it something alive and vivid. Make it an image. It can be a person. It can be an animal. It can be whatever you want it to be. And then bring it forward when you need it, which might be hundred times a day, a hundred times a minute it might be every other breath. But start looking at things from the best version of yourself. And then when you forget, come back to it and do it again. I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach. If you want to get on a 30-minute clarity call with me, go to chatwithruth.com. There's a cute little call button on there. Have a wonderful rest of your day, enjoy the fall weather, and we'll talk soon.